And good afternoon. As you heard Steve say during the news headlines, uh, there was an absolute massacre in Nigeria. Pope Francis has expressed his spiritual closeness to Nigerian Catholics who are now mourning the victims of a massacre at church on Pentecost Sunday. Yeah, when these folks went right into Mass. The Holy Father said he's praying for the conversion of those blinded by hatred and violence. And, um, you know, this is, there are a lot, it's not only an immediate human tragedy, but it's also going to have uh, some international repercussions. Joining me right now to talk about uh, this particular act of, uh, I think, obvious and clear persecution of Christians, we've got Raymond Ibrahim, a widely published author. Raymond is a, a public speaker, a Middle East and uh, Islam specialist. His books include Sword and Scimitar, 14 Centuries of War Between Islam and the West. He's published The Al-Qaeda Reader, and he has a new book uh, coming this summer called Defenders of the West, The Christian Heroes Who Stood Against Islam. Raymond also provides expert testimony for Islam-related lawsuits and has testified before Congress. Raymond, good to have you back here. Thanks. Good to be with you, Al. Thank you. We only seem to talk when there's some tragedy like this, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. What can you tell me? I mean, last year, didn't the U.S. take Nigeria off, uh, you know, the enemy of religious freedoms freedom report? Yeah, exactly. Um, for the longest time, um, the you know I actually got to go way back to the beginning to really give you some context. What's sure. going on right now and, and what happened last Sunday, Pentecost Sunday, this attack. Um, the media and everyone's presenting it as some sort of strange aberration. <laughs> yes, I saw fact, that. You know all the all the initial reports. You know I was reading the Associated Press. Not one. You know Nigeria is half Christian, half Muslim, and the yeah. Muslims are habitually attacking and persecuting the Christians, and we'll get into that, you know, very briefly, but uh, not once does the word Muslim, Islamic, right. jihad, anything like that show up. It just says, we don't know who did this. Right. Well, I, I'm pretty sure I know who did this, and I'll just give you some... Sure, uh, go ahead. And, and, you know, I said I said this isn't an aberration, so, so far from what I've read, I think the number, the count, you know, how many people died on Sunday is still not clear, but I know it's well over 50 mm-hmm. people died. Well, in East, on Easter Sunday, 2014, in Nigeria, another church was bombed and 150 Christians were killed. On Easter Sunday, 2012, two years before that, another two churches were bombed and uh, close to 100 Christians were killed. On Christmas Day, 2011, Muslims attacked three churches in Nigeria. 40 Christians were killed. Um, th- this is just a, a quick list I actually made recently off the top of my head of the more prominent attacks on churches mm-hmm. in Nigeria. But um, according to another report that came out last year, since about 2009 till now, 20,000 churches and Christian schools have been attacked, burned, destroyed in Nigeria. Okay, so I tell you all this because I don't think there's any question who did this or why they did this, (laughs) because we have a long paper trail of who's doing this and for what reason. It's it's jihadist, it's, it's, it's done in the name of Islam, it's terrorism, and, uh, and they always pick a holy day, Easter, Christmas, in this case, Pentecost, because that uh, gives them the highest body count. Yeah. Okay, now fast forward to your question about, you know, taking them off the list. This has been going on, like I said, for since at least 2009, and a lot of lawmakers and human rights activists have wanted to put Nigeria on, um, on the nations of particular concern of the human department list, which is nations that violate 
human rights. And for the longest time under, under um, of course, Clinton and under Obama and under and Hillary Clinton as the Secretary of State, they refused to do it. It was only under Trump that they actually, Nigeria was put on that list. And Biden came back and immediately it's been removed, even though what's happening now to the Christians in Nigeria, lots of human, well-respected human rights groups are, are classifying it as a genocide. Um, so it's really, you know, it's just amazing on the one hand, you know, how it's being presented. And on the other hand, what's really going on. Nigeria is known as the one nation where more Christians are killed in, for their faith than any other country in the world. Wow. And yet, you know, the media is doing the best they can to cover it up and make it look like it's some strange aberration. We're trying to figure out who's behind this. And Biden's administration is, you know, normalizing Nigeria, saying it, it's not a nation of particular concern. So it's really, it's, it's amazing. And, you know, topping it all off is, you know, the hypocrisy um, of, let's say, for example, the United Nations, the UN, as you probably know, on March 15th, they named that as Combat Islamophobia Day um, this last year, this year, you know, 2022, March 15th. And they picked that date because the pretext for creating this day was what happened on March uh, 15th, two years earlier, or three years, I think, in 2019, when an Australian man shot up two mosques oh, yeah. and killed in New Zealand Muslims. In New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, that was widely condemned, rightfully so. Yeah. And the whole world has stood up and hasn't sat down since, and we have a whole day, you know, protecting Islam and, and those who say anything just because of that one solitary attack. Well... <laughs> Okay, what's going to happen? Is the UN going to say anything about this? We got more than 50 people killed right. in a church. I just listed to you three other instance, instances yep. where yep. Muslims attacked, you know, are we going to get a Christianophobia, combat Christianophobia day? No. Yep. Are we going to get anything about this? No. And, and this is just Nigeria. I can, you know, I can give you a whole list of other countries, Egypt and elsewhere, where country, churches are bombed and Christians are killed. Yep. And yet, and, and you re really underscoring all this is, you know, um, right after the UN did that, and some some months later, actually, just last May, okay, so um, at, at the European Parliament, which is the, one of the legislative arms of the EU, the European Union, um, some some of the members wanted to they they submitted a proposal to talk about um, you know the persecution of Christians, and it was in the context of the latest atrocity in Nigeria against Christians before this bombing, which was the killing of a, a college student, a female. Deborah Samuel Jacob, I believe is her name. She was stoned and burned alive because she somehow blasphemed Muhammad. Mm -hmm. I think it was in the context of her praising Jesus for helping her pass his test, right. and right. somehow that you know got misconstrued. Anyway, so they wanted to, to to talk about it, and the European Parliament voted against even having a discussion that there's some sort of you know problem for Christians yeah. in Nigeria. So they shot it down, and now this happened. And yeah. they're going to shut this down as well and pretend, you know, this is, oh, this is just some, you know, weird instance when I'm, when I, as I told you, this is just a long paper trail of what's happening there. Sure. And you just gave us, the, you, you just gave us some of the big numbers. Uh, these kind of things go on fairly regularly in Nigeria in smaller ways. What I'm... Right. I think I, it, it must be that, you know, I'll say those who are, have exercise controlling influence in the the press, in Hollywood, uh, in international institutions, uh, have some some idea that Christianity is not vulnerable, so they need not pay attention to these things. I let me ask you this: 
because we, you, we, we've talked for years about this, and I know we have listeners all the time kind of just tune in. This is old stuff, but why is there Islamic hostility to Christians, whether it's in Nigeria or Ethiopia or Somalia or wherever? Well, you know, the host- depending on who you listen to and how you want to understand history and the development of Islam, you know, there's the hagiographical story about Islam and Muhammad and all that, okay, which, you know, put it on the side, and that's what Muslims are taught to believe. Then there's, you know, the, the more critical idea and, and, and assessment of the rise of Islam. And it's just, it's for me, as someone who's really closely studied it for well over two decades, it's impossible not to see Islam as essentially created to counter the the forces of Christianity, mm-hmm. because from the start, right when it, you know, right when Islam comes on, the it's the first thing it targets is Christianity. Yeah. Okay, because all today, you know, we, we glibly talk about the Muslim world, which stretches from Morocco and West North and Northwest Africa, all the way to Egypt, and then the Middle East, Iraq and Syria, Lebanon, all these nations. Those were the heart of the Christian world, and so right on Muhammad. In fact, Muhammad himself started the animosity against Christians which is all over in the Quran, you know, fight the people of the book. And that's a reference to Jews and Christians mm-hmm. until they page it. So, you know, it's really, it was created in contra- contradiction to Christianity, and you see that historically. So so it spread, it swallowed up Christian lands. Every Muslim in the, in the, in the Middle East today, his ancestors, if you go way back, are probably Christian, you know, yeah. in a large yeah. percentage. Um and so it's it, it, that's what Islam does. It fights against Christianity. Muhammad himself hated the cross, the crucifix, and supposedly, according to some hadiths, he would destroy it. So there's no doubt that, it, and it's when you look at the early Christian writings about Muslims in the yeah. you know, seventh and eighth centuries, they just saw them. It was it was flat out. These are just the, the you know the, the pawns of Satan. Right. You know, they didn't even right. think of it as a different religion. This, these people are animated by Satan, etc. And um and, and you can see why. Again, it's in the it's in the scriptures, it manifested itself all throughout history until today. And so when I when you see what's happening in Nigeria or all throughout the um wherever Muslims are, it's just a nonstop pattern, unwavering hostility. And again, it fits in, in certain patterns, attacks on crosses, attacks on churches, attacks on, you know, any Muslim who wants to become a Christian and apostate. Um, attacks uh, and rapes and enslavement of females, children and so how Christians. It, no, but again, so 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 how is it though that we have you know many Muslims some of us have Muslim friends in the United States who 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 you know d- deny that this is part of Islam DNA why is it that they do that Well I, I think in having said what I've said you know that I'm talking about what Islam teaches and what yeah. Muslims who want to be true to Islam will do Now you can be a Muslim whose name is Muhammad who maybe occasionally goes to, you know, just like, um, you know, his, his Christian counterpart right. in the West, who's, you know, more or less secularized, and you won't believe, and you won't want to do all that stuff. So right. that, that, there's no contradiction in that. And, but then you also have to be wary of the fact that Islam teaches to deceive infidels. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and when you live amongst them, you should act like them, but you're supposed to have hatred for them in your heart. This is stuff that's actually in the Quran and in Muhammad's Hadith's collection and all that. So, you know, it's, there's a wide continuum of who's what, um, you can have the one who's doing it and openly proclaiming it, then you can have the one who's doing it but hiding it, you can have the one who's not doing it but supports it and hides it, and you can have the one who doesn't, you know, isn't involved in this at all and actually, like most, you know, naive Westerners, thinks Islam is a good thing and 
you know, yeah. he just prays once in a while. Yeah. And so, yeah, you have that. You have that. Yeah, so I, I think that's that's a very good point to make. And again, we don't have a lot of time to go into this, but uh, I just wanted to remind people who hadn't heard us before that there's a long history of animosity. Uh, and uh, I always like to say, well, people like to say, well, what about the Crusades? And I'm, my quick answer to that is, well, what were Muslims doing in Jerusalem in the first place? <laughs> Or in Europe. <laughs> right, right. And, you know, the Balkans later on. Raymond, thanks. Good talking with you, Evan. We'll pick it up again soon. Thanks, Al. Thanks. RaymondIbrahim.com. I recommend you get a hold of Raymond's work. RaymondIbrahim.com.